Welcome to the IR Weekly Podcast, keeping you up to date with all the latest news in the realtor world. Welcome, everyone. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Kelly. And on this episode, we'll be speaking with Illinois Realtors legal hotline attorney Annalise Fierstos. But first... The governor's office told CBS2 when the current executive order banning evictions ends on September 18th, it will be extended two more weeks to give renters and landlords time to get available resources and financial assistance. That was a report from CBS2 Chicago about Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker and his plan to extend the eviction moratorium in the state to October 3rd when the current eviction moratorium ends. There has been a lot of back and forth information between this and the developments on the federal moratorium at the Supreme Court. We'll be speaking with Annalise shortly about what this means specifically for Illinois, but Kelly, what exactly has been happening at the federal level to set up this latest extension? In a 6-3 decision on Friday, August 27th, the U.S. Supreme Court struck down the Biden administration and CDC's attempt to extend the federal eviction moratorium. The temporary federal freeze on evictions was originally imposed by Congress and expired at the end of July. But after public outcry, the White House and CDC extended the freeze. The measure issued by the CDC was intended to cover counties with high rates of COVID-19 transmission through October 3rd. Uh, What was the justification that the courts used to make this decision? Well, the U.S. Supreme Court majority declared in an unsigned opinion on the night of August 26th that it strains credulity to believe the CDC had authority to extend the moratorium. In other words, the CDC lacked statutory authority to put the ban in place. The court added that the landlords objecting to the freeze on evictions not only have a substantial likelihood of success on the merits, it is difficult to imagine them losing. It is also important to note that current estimates state 11.4 million American adults are currently behind on their rent, and Congress has appropriated about $46 billion to help renters and landlords. So we hope the relief money continues to be distributed through the IHDA state agency and in bigger cities like Chicago through municipal agencies. That is what's happening at the federal level. But to bring the Illinois situation more into focus, let's welcome the legal hotline attorney for Illinois Realtors, Annalise Fierstos. Annalise, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I think it's great that we're putting together podcasts to inform our members about what is happening um, in the realtor world. And I think this is going to be a great format. So great idea. And I'm happy to be here. (laughs) All right. So let's just take the 50,000 foot view right now. Okay. So what is the current status of the moratorium specifically in Illinois? So as most people probably are aware, last week, the governor entered a new executive order extending the moratorium until September 19th, 2021. That extension, um, possibly might be extended until October 3rd, 2021. The press secretary from the governor's office made a statement in the news yesterday that um, we are probably looking at another extension to that October 3rd date, but currently it's September 18th, actually, 2021. Um, They're citing the rise in the Delta-related COVID cases as the basis for the extension. Is there anything a property owner can do if they want to start an eviction process for a tenant who has not been paying rent? So currently in Illinois, a landlord can file an eviction proceeding, which is different from the original moratorium orders. But under these new orders, those if an eviction is entered, they cannot be enforced by local state law enforcement. And so even though a landlord um, or a property owner might file an eviction case, um, even if they get an order to evict, it's not going to be enforced. Um, so what does that mean for our members who are managing property or own property? Um, 
this uh, eviction process right now, traditionally a housing provider could go ahead and if somebody wasn't paying rent or um, had broken their lease in some fashion, they could file an, a case in local court and they would um, go to the first appearance and if a defendant didn't appear, an order might be entered mm. um, you know, and they could be evicted based upon that order. Right. right now there are some changes because currently if a defendant does not appear, an order still will not be entered at this point under these new eviction moratoriums. Um, instead, it'll be set over again, and they will be given another chance to appear. So currently, the other thing that's going on is there are stays on any proceedings that have been filed against somebody who would be considered a covered person under the executive orders. And our prior executive orders provided a definition of covered per persons under the moratorium. And those include people who meet certain requirements. And those are that an individual either expects to earn no more than $99,000 in annual income for 2020 or no more than $198,000 if they are filing a joint tax return. They were not required to report any income in 2019 to the IRS or they received an economic impact payment pursuant to Section 2001 of the CARES Act and they were unable to make full rent or housing payment due to a COVID-19 related hardship that would include loss of income, loss of um, comp compensable hours of work or wages, or an increase in out-of-pocket expenses directly related to the COVID pandemic. And finally, the individual must be using their best efforts to make timely payments that are as close to the full payment as their circumstances might permit. Um, so that's kind of complicated, but uh, to sum that up, there are certain covered peer persons um, that under these executive orders, um, the proceedings will not even proceed. So how does the court know if somebody's a covered person? The new orders require that a new case that would be filed for an eviction must be accompanied by a certification form. And that certification form has to be provided by the landlord slash plaintiff at the time and prior to filing their, or actually, excuse me, prior to filing any complaint for eviction. So if a court gets a complaint for eviction and it's not accompanied by a certification showing that they have given the, the tenant um, the opportunity to fill out a certification form that would allow them to attest that they're a covered person, the case is just going to get kicked right out of court. Okay. So for our members who call in and they're asking me how can they file an eviction proceeding right now, or actually can they, well, the answer is yes. My first answer is if you can afford it, go to an attorney for some assistance because this is not an easy process. Mm. That certification form um, is available on the Illinois Housing um, Development Authority's webpage, so you can get a copy of the form, the but the proceeding itself has been made very complex. Mm -hmm. And again, if you file just the normal complaint, um, it's just going to get bumped right out to the curb at this point. Um, they've carved out some other exceptions because if a tenant... Um, you know, there are some relief monies out there. Yeah. And so, but the application for relief money requires a cooperative effort between the housing provider and the tenant. So if a tenant refuses to complete or participate in that process, the Supreme Court order that's currently in effect does carve out an exemption from this stay on covered persons if that tenant is not cooperating with obtaining relief money. Mm. Because the one thing I have heard on the hotline, I'm not getting a lot of calls, is that 
tenants are not cooperating, so they won't fill out. It's probably the process is a little complex, right. and they're not understanding how this all works. And so instead of going along with the request to fill out an application for the relief, they're actually just refusing to cooperate at all, maybe not even answering the door, mm-hmm. kind of running and hiding, thinking that's going to delay the process a little bit, and it and it's going to. Yeah. Um, so again, I really am emphasizing to members if they're in a situation where you've got a tenant and you think and they're not paying rent and you think they can be paying rent um, you can go ahead and you can file for eviction and you might want to do that because at some point these moratoriums will expire and so at least you've got the process going Mm. but you need to do it the right way you know that certification form has to be attached you have to have given the opportunity to complete for the tenant to complete the declaration form Um, and, uh, you know, one other thing that members should know, I think, because I think it's, it's very frustrating for them, if you have a defendant tenant who fills out one of these declaration forms and you think that it's untrue, there is an opportunity written into all of these moratoriums for that landlord to contest it. So there is an opportunity to contest. But again, I think that would be very difficult to do if you didn't have an attorney to help you out. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Annalise. That is some great information for our members out there. Thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. And that's it for IR Weekly. Thank you for listening. As always, give us a rating and review on your podcast app of choice. And if you want any more content, simply search for Illinois Realtors on your social media apps of choice. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Illinois Realtors Podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and of course, go on to iTunes or your podcast app of choice and leave us a rating and a review. If you'd like to know more about us, you can simply go to www.illinoisrealtors.org.